0: everybody, how are you? Hope you're all doing just Jim fine and dandy. Well, here I am, back for episode 8 of the Cycling Hokkaido podcast. I hope you've been enjoying it, and thanks for listening everybody. What I'm going to talk about today is something called Cat Bus. Cat Bus is obviously the English. <laughs> In Japanese, this is Nakobus. Now, for those of you who are Ghibli fans, Movies like Spirited Away, uh, Naputa, Howl's Moving Castle, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Tales from Earthsea, Ponyo. If you're fans of the Ghibli movies, those wonderful animated movies by the Ghibli, uh, Ghibli studio, you will know, probably know what I'm talking about when I say Cat Bus or Neko Bus. Now, why am I talking about Neko bus? Because there is a cat bus in Hokkaido. There is a cat bus up in a place called Fukagawa. Now, how did I find this? This is kind of kind of neat. Not too long ago, actually this summer, I've done three really big rides up in that area, up along Route 275. You know, I went to Hokuryu, uh, for the uh, Sunflower Village. I went up 275 and Route 12 up to Kamui Kotan in Asahikawa and the Otoe Stone Circles in Fukugawa. Now, I did not know that there was this cat bus until after I came home from the Kamui Kotan and uh, Otoe Stone Circle ride. I was looking around the Google Maps. I was looking around at uh, the area, the Fukugawa area. Just, it's pretty interesting. There's some nice stuff. And I just happened to come across it. I happened to come across the cat bus. And where is it? It's on the Totoro Pass. There is a cat bus, a Neko bus, on the Totoro Toge. Man, I was just like, okay, wow, I have got to go back I have got to go back and check out the cat bus took me a few months was it a few months No. when did I do the Kamui Kotan ride hang on let me see no yeah yeah it was it was August 26 I did that ride so it was what's that August September I was a, more than a month ago so anyway uh, I, I, had to, I had it in my mind from back in the summer that I was going to go back up and check out this cat bus. And a day finally popped open where I could go. I had a Saturday. I had nothing on. I didn't have to drive anybody anywhere. I, I didn't have any responsibilities at all. So up I went to check out the cat bus. Now, this time of year, there being so little daylight, I was. I knew I had to leave early. So I did. I was up at 3 in the morning, uh, out on the road at three thirty-six in the a.m. Now, at this time of year, that is still pitch blackout. That is nighttime. And sunrise wasn't going to be coming up until 5.46. So I had a, a solid couple of hours of night riding. And with this being Hokkaido and every year the the bear reports get more and more uh, frequent and there's, you know, more of them and in different areas. And I got to admit, when you're riding past a dark forest, as you do on Route 337 and as you do going up Route 275, I there is some real bear fear that pops into your mind you're like yes you you can hear animals moving about in the forest in all likelihood it's a fox or a deer or I actually saw one turned out to be a a squirrel towards the the end of my ride the other day but that's not the point the point is when you're riding past pitch black forest you're alone there's nobody else around it's kind of just you and your bike lights Man, I'm telling you, the bear fear really, really creeps in there. Arr, no, thank you! One thing that's really cool about leaving home that early in the morning is this makes two or three times now I've seen the International uh, Space Station go flying through the night sky. That is great to see. You know, for, for a long time, I thought it was just a satellite, but um, I'm seeing it too often. I've seen it three or four times now, and it's always moving from west to east, which I looked it up, and that is the International uh, Space Station's route. And us being where we're situated in the world, we're at a, a pretty good location to see it. So I always thought there were satellites going by, but it's not. That is the International Space Station I've been seeing. Very cool. I did a little research into it, and did you know? The International Space Station flies over the Earth at 28,000 kilometers per hour. Uh, It does 16 orbits a day, and some people are lucky enough to see it several times a week. Uh, if you're like me, I, I, I see it maybe three or, three or four times a year, maybe. Two, three, four times a year. And now that I know what it is, I'm even happier. If you want, there are some uh, apps you can download for your phone that can help uh, you understand when it's coming and, and maybe how to see it you can download NASA. NASA has a tracker called Spot the Station. Uh, there's another app j- that's just called Satellite Tracker. Uh, there's another one called Sat Finder. So if you're interested and you want to try and catch a glimpse of the ISS, the International Space Station, you can try one of those apps or just Go stand outside all night long and see what you can see. (laughs) Maybe not not in the winter, though. So anyway, there I am, up bright and early. That's up dark and early. So there I am, up super early. And I head out along Route 337, then up to Route 275. And I figured I'd go the same way. You know, up Route 275, cross over, over to Route 12, and then straight up there from from about Takikawa, then straight up to the Neko bus at the Totoro Pass in Fukagawa. But while I'm riding along in the morning, there was some really, really cool scenery that came up. Because as the sun finally started to come up, you could see that there was a really, really heavy mist over all the rice paddies, which are clear of rice now. The farmers have harvested it all. But that really, really thick, heavy mist made for some really atmospheric scenes. It was really cool. And then once the sunlight started coming, there was this you know, red glow in, Coming up from behind the mountains as the sun's making its way into the sky, it was really, really nice. It made made for some unique scenery because it's not every day you get to see that. Well, it's not every day you see the the sunrise over over the rice paddies like that. It was it was really really nice, and one thing I think you got to say is, I think a sunrise. On a bike is kind of better than a sunset at least with the sunrise you know that warmth is coming with, with the sunset you know there ain't nothing but cold and dark on its way so I, I don't know maybe something to be said for no, please don't get me wrong sunsets are beautiful but I think there's maybe something Better to be said for a sunrise. It, it, was, it was really, really nice. Now, with it being that size of a ride, I, of course, packed tons of food with me. Now, I didn't pack a lot of variety of food, mind you, but I did pack three bento boxes full of potatoes. I had uh, Northern Rubies, Shadow Queens, and Piruka potatoes. And believe you me, I did not want to eat another potato after that ride for a while. Uh, a potato overdose, I do believe. It's great for riding because, you know, you get some they're nice and salty and they taste good and they're filling and, you know, they've got lots of energy to keep you going. But after I, I finished two of the bento boxes, I brought one home because I, I, I just... I just I couldn't eat any more potatoes. And I only packed uh, three liters of water. This was kind of amazing because I did this ride, what was that, on October 11th, I think, October 11th. And it was much, much, much cooler, obviously. Much cooler. I mean, I think what, I think the high was... Oh, no, maybe not the high, but I think it was around thirteen, fifteen degrees Celsius that day. Amazing difference. When I did the Kamui Kotan, the Kamui Koutan, sorry, when I did that ride up to Asahikawa and Fukagawa, in mid August, it was thirty-five degrees out that day. That day, I went through about ten liters of water. I th- I couldn't get enough of. Oh, it was just, it was ridiculous. I was, I was, every single water place I could find, I was filling up because my water bottles were just empty the whole way. I just, it was just constant. It was so hot. But this time, three liters of water was almost enough to get me there and back. I I just, I I wasn't anywhere near as thirsty as in the 35 degree heat. It was an amazing difference, really. I, I was I was really surprised. I, I thought I didn't pack enough water, but I, you know, I know where there's some places to get water, so I wasn't really worried about it. But man, what a difference riding in in October than mid August. It was unreal. So I go through the morning scenery, which was which was gorgeous. And the sun comes up, and you know it, it starts getting warm and. There are a bit more cars coming, but also also at that time in the morning, there are no other cars. There are no cars on the road. There's some trucks, but it, it, there's so little traffic. It was great. It was really cool. Really, really nice. So I I get up to Fukugawa, where I'm going, the destination, and it's a big climb. It's a it's a it's not a mountain pass like Nakayama Toge or. Asaritoge or or anything like that. But it is a big climb. I think it was a 6 kilometer climb. And while you're going up my my route. I know you could go straight. I know you can go straight to the Fukagawa road station and just turn right straight up the Totoro Pass. I didn't do that. I turned right off Route 12 right at Sorry, right after the Otoe Stone Circle, and I kind of made my way through the hills off uh, Route 12, which which was really really nice. But it made for some real for some up and down climbing. Um, but it it was a really really nice way to go. There's apple orchards up there. The apples look look great right now. I, I think they have you know tours and and people can go apple picking and as they do. But Up past one of these uh, apple orchards, sure enough, there it was, boom, bear, a bear sign. They'd they'd had a bear uh, 10 days earlier on uh, October 4th. Yeah, they're out there, folks. Well, okay, so that was October 4th, so I did the ride, I did this cat bus ride on October 14th, that's right, because I remember thinking it was 10 days earlier that they had that uh, bear sighting. I wonder if bears eat apples. Probably. <laughs> what am I saying? Of course they do. Apples and cyclists. That's what, they, that's what they like best. So I make my way up the Totoro Pass. And sure enough, boom, there it is. The cat bus. And it sure looked like the cat in the movie. Now what they've done, somebody, I don't know, somebody with quite a bit of time on their hands, has gone up and painted an old bus to look just like uh, the 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 one in the movie My Neighbor Totoro, Tonari no Totoro, and it looked re- it looked really cool. It it had a great scene of the the mountains behind it, and then there's an overlook that's a little bit away, away a couple of I don't know fifty meters up from the bus, but there's an overlook with great great views. Of uh, Fukagawa and and the whole landscape, you can just see for miles and miles and miles around. It was kind of interesting to see just how sparsely that area is populated. If you like, for example, if you go up Mount Moiwa and take a look at the Sapporo city view, you know there's just buildings and industry and houses and the the city. For the whole view. But not in Fukuoka. Fukuoka was... Uh, man, there's a lot of empty space up there. A lot of farmland. It, it was... It, anyway, it made for really, really nice scenery. And as for the cat bus, I, I was kind of surprised at how many people were, were there to see it. Now, it, it's not like people were there in droves like at Disneyland or anything like that. But I got there and one group of ladies was kind of finishing up taking all their pictures. You know, then I had it to myself for a bit. And then, you know, after I kind of done my pictures and things, uh, a a father and his two daughters came along to check it out. And, you know, so then there there was a, a steady stream of people, Going, but it it was never crowded. But there was always somebody there. But I, I had a peek in the window of the bus, and it was kind of sad because it really is just an old, broken-down bus that somebody made look nice. It looks like a really, really nice part of the scenery now, though. I I gotta say. And um, I gotta let's talk about Ghibli a little bit. Do you, do you guys like Ghibli? Do you have a favorite Ghibli movie? You know, Spirited Away, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, Ponyo. I, I actually... I, I actually saw Ponyo in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, but don't worry, I didn't go by myself. I... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I usually go to any movie I want to see, like uh, Indy Jones, Top Gun, or, or what have you. I, I go to the movies on opening night by myself, but that's not what I did with Ponyo. Don't worry, I, I took my nieces when they were uh, still really young, so that that was nice. We have a, a a little tradition in our family where New Year's Day, before any of the events of the late afternoon kick off, whoever wants to uh, he- heads out to see, uh, an early afternoon movie. It's been great over the years, you know, for a, a little while, it was just my wife and I, you know, you could leave the kids with their grandma. Then, you know, our kids got old enough, then they wanted to come see this, that, and the other as well. And long before our kids were born, you know, I, I, I took uh, my nieces to see Ponyo it's been a, a nice tradition. One other thing I, I like about the Ghibli movies is they always kind of make me feel good about my Japanese because I, I can understand what they're saying in those movies i I remember ages ago when the first avatar came out i some somebody loaned us a copy of it in but it was only in Japanese no I didn't have a chance then i, I think it, it wasn't too long after I went to see ponyo. And I was like, hey, I'm not so stupid after all. I can handle this Japanese thing. I, I could understand Ponyo. So do you have a favorite Ghibli movie? Anybody? Do you, are you interested in them at all? The animation's gorgeous. I, you got to admit that. It's really nice. And I, and I think, what was it, Spirited Away, uh, Sento Chihiro actually won the Academy Award for Best Animated Movie one year, I think. And actually, I I can't believe, I was doing a bit of research on uh, Hayao Miyazaki. He's kind of, you know, the leader of the whole Ghibli thing. And I didn't realize that his animation credits were so extensive. I I suppose I should have, but, you know, he's been involved with animating the the Japanese series for, like, Anne of Green Gables, Heidi, Puss in Boots. Rascal, Moomin, pretty cool stuff. He wasn't always, you know, the, the the boss of those, but he was involved in in making those. And actually, the first movie I ever saw on Japanese TV was uh, Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro. Now, at the time, I'd been in Japan maybe maybe a week, maybe ah about a week, and. I was sitting at home and uh, sitting in my apartment, and at at the time I only had what the seven Japanese channels on this little TV that was that kind of came with the apartment, and I just flicked through the channels, and there was this cool looking animation, and I I asked people about it, and they said, "Oh yeah, that's Lupin." It was was a really cool thing. I've, I've kind of been a Lupin fan and a and a Ghibli fan since that, but that was that was kind of interesting to come across at that. I, I think that was the uh Friday night road show or something. Ah, I I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But yeah. The first Japanese movie was a Ghibli movie Lupin and the Third. Great stuff. Super fun. But yeah, and there's so many of the Ghibli movies I haven't seen yet. I, I, lo- I love when they come on TV. But did you know they're not on Japanese Netflix that's kind of a weird one, eh? I'm sh- Well, I- I'm sure there's all kinds of contract bullshit, and this, that, and the other, but I heard Netflix in Canada has all the Ghibli movies on it, but we don't have any here, so, uh, hey. Boo! So, yeah, got to the cat bus. Looked really cool. Again, somebody did a great job of it, and uh, then I started heading home. Now, I got there. I got to the cat bus at, I think it was around 10 o'clock. I, I think it was like just after 10. And so that was 100 and something kilometers. I, I can't remember exactly uh, what it was. And then I started heading back, you know, fly down the toge. This time I didn't go through he- heading back. I didn't go through that kind of different way. I just went straight down the toge to Route 12 and uh, turned left at the uh, Fukagawa Road Station. And that was me heading back home. Um, at one point, I, I got, of course, I got my gari-gari-kun. I don't know why, but it seems like the, the only gari-gari-kuns in the Kumbinis right now are the, the original soda ones. Well, anyway, But so I, I got a gari-gari-kun and a coffee. That was all right. You gotta say, you can't beat the price of that ride. I, I did, uh, that day, I did 211 kilometers in about 13 hours. And the whole time I was outside, it only cost me 300 yen. Super happy with that. You know, that. but again, that's why packing your own food, packing your own drinks is well worth it. You end up spending just too much money. If, you know, if if you're living at the convenience stores, and I think I said before as well, you know, you don't want to make all that, the, the, the plastic garbage and all, all that kind of jazz as well. Plus, it's healthier, you know, bringing your own food, food you grew in your garden. You know, it feels better. I, I really, it, eating your own food, feeding your family with your own food that you've grown feels so much better. I highly recommend growing a garden if if you don't have one, everybody. But so that was my fourth super ride of the year. Ah, super ride. Have I said what a super ride is? My cycling friends and I, we call any ride 200 plus kilometers. When you hit the 200 kilometer mark, that's a super ride. Maybe a bit cheesy, but we like it. So that was my fourth Super ride of the year. Three of them have been (laughs) up, all up in that area. We, we I don't know why. It just this this year was the first time I've kind of done. This was the most exploring I've ever done in that area, and there's a ton more to see. I got to say, I will be back up there for sure, but it's far. No doubt about it. Before you get to anything worth seeing, you got to go through all the nothing that is Route, you know, two seventy five and Route twelve has a lot of small cities and towns along the way, Um, and they all have kind of little interesting things here and there. Yeah, but it's not till you get really deep into those routes that you, you come across some really really cool stuff like. The Cat Bus. Of course, I had to go see the Cat Bus, right? How can you not go see the Cat Bus? But so the four super rides I did this year were Kamui Koton, Asahikawa, and the Otoway Stone Circle. I t- I talked about that one. That was the biggest ride I've ever done. That was two hundred and forty kilometers. That that was wild. That was so much fun. I'm still really happy I did that one. I just I I love that. Then I did the Hokudu Sunflower Village earlier in the year, which was gorgeous. You know, those sunflowers are popping and, and that not so yummy sunflower seed ice cream. But that was a really cool place too. And that one is straight up 275. That Don't even turn off it and it runs straight to the, uh, to the sunflower village. And the Rokuriu, uh road uh, road station was was pretty cool. Did I tell you they had a, a sunflower beer? I didn't get it because one small bottle was like nine hundred yen, nine dollars for a small bottle of beer. Like fuck, <laughs> what am I at a baseball game? No, thank you. Uh, so yeah, three of these rides, and then and then the cat bus ride. So three of my, my super rides this year. We're all up Route 275. And the other one I did was uh, with my uh, English friend, cycling friend. We went to Lake Shikots. Now, Lake Shikots by itself is not a super ride, although that is insane. It's crazy. That is so up and down. It's madness. Because the, the lake is, is actually a, a, an ancient caldera. So climbing in and out of that caldera is really tough stuff. But we didn't stop there. We went up to the uh, Bifue Toge, which is another, what was that? Another 40 kilometers, maybe, past uh, Lake Shkots. That was a super climbing day. I mean, that was, there, there's a lot of climbing. Anywhere you're anywhere near Lake Shkots, you, you are climbing a lot. I think they're, what from South Sapporo to Lake Shikotsu. what is it? There are four big climbs on the route. Is it three? I, I think it's four big, big climbs on the route up. That is a really tough ride. Scenery is always worth it. Um, but yeah, it, it has some hard, hard miles to do. And one thing I really want to do, uh, next year, I'm going to have to get back to... Uh, Lake Shkots, because there's a place I really want to see called Lake Okotampe. But the road for Lake Okotampe has been closed for a couple of years. And I think it's been closed due to uh, falling rocks. Some kind of danger. (laughs) Some kind of danger. What a stupid thing to say. Of course, it's closed for danger. It's They don't... No, no, just close it. Go ahead. No, feel like closing it for a couple of years. Yeah, I think it's Falling Rocks that closed it. But the reason I want to go see is because I was looking at it on uh, Google Maps the other day, and it looks like the road's open. I don't know when... If it's opened, it's got to be in the last two or three months. But it looked like it was open again. So hopefully we'll get a ride to uh Lake Ocotampe at some point next year so that should be really good uh, that that's another thing i like we're, we're coming well we're coming to the end of the cycling season right it's getting colder uh it's going to start snowing soon usually well last year i think or 2 years ago i think was december 17th was my last cycling day who knows how far into December we'll get to ride. Over the last few years, we have been riding in December. That's not always possible in Sapporo. Sometimes ooh, when the snow hits in November, that, that's it. It stays and it's on the ground. Um, and when, it, you know, when the snow comes here, man, ooh, look out. I know there's already been snow up on top of the mountains here, like Tainé, Mount Tane was covered in snow 2 days ago. It looks like it's kind of melting, but there will be plenty more on the way. I'm sure all the snowboarders are stoked, man. So yeah, we'll have to see how far we can get into December cycling. But, you know, as the changing of the leaf, the changing of the, the the leaf the leaf colors shows, you know, the cycling season is coming to an end so far i've done 7000 kilometers this year i think 7 i think 7001 to be <laughs> exact but hey way better than last year last year i was just plagued with injuries and poor health i what happened last year i broke a, i think two ribs snowboarding And so that put me out. And that was like spring snowboarding. So that put me out for like the first two months of the cycling season. And then at the end of the season, I got COVID. So that put me out for that week. But I I had this wicked cough after, after my first bout of COVID. I had this wicked cough. I couldn't shake. So I wasn't cycling with that cough either. So I missed close to three months of cycling last year so already just uh, just here in mid-october i've already cycled i think what 700 800 more kilometers than i did last year so i'm re- really really happy with how uh, with how this season has gone it's been it's been great it's been a great cycling season it's been really really fun and we're not finished yet. We've still got all the beautiful fall scenes to see. Actually, this coming weekend, we've got a big ride. We're going to be heading up to, uh, heading to Niseko. But the one thing I'm kind of worried about is the weather doesn't look great. It looks like it could be cold. That's not what worries me, but it looks like we could get rained on. And if we're... Going through the mountain passes, I hope that doesn't turn into snow, but we gotta to get to Niseko because it's been canceled. Our, our Niseko ride this year has been canceled two or three times already. You know, I well not me, my my kid had soccer tournaments, or or you know another guy got COVID, or this that and the other for whatever reason. Our Niseko ride has been a bit cursed this year, so fingers crossed it definitely happens. This weekend, but yeah, have you, any of you guys ever done a two hundred kilometer ride? No. Yes. It's really something special, isn't it? It uh it gets almost religious. I mean, you can you can almost see God through the pain in your ass. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry about that. All right, guys, that was my cat bus. Episode I hope you liked it, and I hope someday you get a chance to go check out the cat bus It was pretty cool made for some interesting scenery if you're you know looking for something to do on a Saturday afternoon Take off in the car with the kids Go check out the Neko bus. Maybe come home and watch My neighbor Totoro Could be fun. Anyway guys Thanks very much. Have a great week. I hope you get some hope you still get some great rides in Take care out there, folks. Love ya.